blame women for being raped? Do we blame wives for being abused? Then why? Please tell me why. Why is the entire news media so obsessed with covering for Gaza in the midst of the present crisis in Israel after the Gazan people voted for, elected, and continue to support the terrorist regime Hamas? Victim blaming is okay so long as that victim is a Jew. Lots of facts and information coming your way, and I'm here to sort out the fog of war that our media elites keep creating. This is your favorite night of the week, The Deep End on Tim Hatch, live. The Deep End. Uh, Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are busy, busy, busy over here on Tim Hatch Live. So welcome to Season 7, Episode 5 of The Deep End. And we did release the pre-recorded content that I had planned to produce for you guys, or that I did produce for you guys while I was was supposed to be in Israel. Hope you caught up on that content. If you haven't, go check it out. And if you do me the favor and liking the video and subscribing to the channel, and then also hitting that notification bell. That way you get notified every time we go live. Ooh, I'm a little bit orangey right there. Anyway, got a little Donald Trump thing going on. Uh, Welcome in, everybody. Yeah, victim blaming is a thing now. And it's shocking, and I'm just amazed at what I'm seeing, and we need to talk about the the manipulation of the news here on Unmanipulated News, Deep End News. Deep, 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 deep End News. The news you choose if you could choose news. Gaza sympathizers, I'm amazed at what I'm seeing. I'm sickened. I'm sickened and amazed. Victims don't usually get blamed. But again, if you are a nation of Jews, eh, we can make an exception. This is the... Um, Lead page of the AP Associated Press yesterday. Uh, They're worried about humanitarian aid going to Gaza or not going to Gaza. They're worried about a Palestinian mother who had to evacuate Gaza City. They want to run cover for Iran and our president by making sure that we know that Hamas acted alone, which I am going to prove to you tonight is a lie. They also want us to make sure that we know that a Muslim boy was killed in Illinois in a hate crime, which we absolutely denounce 100% here on the Tim Hatch Live channel. The point that I'm trying to make, though, is that this is how the news media is going to start producing news on the heels of the greatest attack against Israel um, in, what, 50 years? Yeah, let's cover for Gaza now. Let's make sure that Gaza is okay, the people who perpetrated this attack. And we, we need to make sure that uh, they're not demonized. It's, it's unbelievable that literally a week later, this is where the news media goes. This is the NBCnews.com front page on Monday. Uh, they're worried about the fact that the Gaza border is closed. We will talk about that tonight. A uh, six-year-old boy, again, Palestinian boy, killed. Gaza rescuers pulled from the rubble. Uh, Biden wars ocu- warns occupying Gaza would be a big mistake, and I would uh, doubt that uh, is that Biden is warning anything. His handlers are, his visiting angels are uh, pulling the strings there. Then this is CNN this morning. This is their this is their page, their website, their homepage today. So Biden to visit Gaza as humanitarian crisis grows more dire. They're worried about Gaza. They're worried about the people who perpetrated this attack. And, and if you say, well, that's not all Gaza. It's the Hamas, you know, terrorists. So we're going to talk about that as well. Uh, by the way, notice uh, on the screen, on the homepage, they talked about this video that Hamas released of a hostage. And this hostage video, first hostage video released by Hamas, is meant to, I don't know, what, draw sympathy for the Hamas terrorists. Uh, CNN ran a full uh, segment on their show this morning about it. And 
you know, this video was released on Twitter of them caring for and bandaging up this. Uh, evidently, her name is Mia Shem, and uh, she was she's a French citizen. She was kidnapped. She's 21 years old. Terrible, terrible story. Very, very sad. Uh, you know, this is what's happening right now in this is what's happening right now uh, with with God, with Hamas. They're releasing this video and <laughs> I'm amazed. I'm amazed at what people are saying on Twitter about this. Take a close look. Take a close look at this tweet of this video. Hamas has released a heartening video of one of the hostages to demonstrate their commitment to her well-being. Video shows 24-year-old Mia Shem, who was wounded and kidnapped while attending a rave where Palestinian terrorists killed over 260 people. A heartening video of your hostage. That is a new one, ladies and gentlemen. I have never seen that before. Evidently, you can take hostages and still produce heartening content. Uh, watch out Hallmark, Hallmark Channel. Uh, Hamas is in town. So, you know, again, this is the message, though. Don't, don't worry, people of the world. Yes, they murdered 260 people at this rape. Uh, they brutally raped, massacred, and destroyed people without consequence. But, 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 here's one video where Hamas was bandaging a woman's arm and it's proof that this issue is complicated or to quote Donald Trump, there are good people on both sides. Remember how the political left flipped out when he said that and he wasn't talking about the Nazis and he wasn't talking about the white supremacists, he was talking about the people who wanted the statue to stay and the people who didn't want the statue to stay. But now, now those same people do believe that there are good people on both sides. There's good people in Hamas. They're, they're misunderstood. Here, here, look at them bandaging up the arm of their hostage. Wow. Okay, humanitarian aid for the Red Cross, here comes Hamas. But it brings me to this content, to this topic, which is what I want to talk about today. Who is who in this war? Who is Gaza? Who are the Palestinians? And you need to know some facts that we're going to release to you today. I am going to start this segment today with some from, uh, differently. I'm going to give you my postulations up front, and then I'm going to give you evidence to follow. 99, uh, the people of Gaza are 99% Muslim. There's less than 1% Christians there. I think there's like a thousand Christians in Gaza. There's no Jews in Gaza. They pulled out in 2005 when they saw the writing on the wall and Hamas was elected to power uh, in the political offices of the, of the region. They practice blatant civil rights abuses. They uh, use women and children as human shields. This is in order to make propaganda because they are very talented, as you just saw uh, with that video of their, <laughs> their hostage that they bandaged. Uh, they have developed an endemic culture of hatred. Now, endemic is important because it's part of who they are. And then, of course, let's not forget 1,300 plus murders and 200 plus hostages as of now. This is Gaza and Palestine. And anybody who tells you differently is lying to you, okay? We're going to show you. We have receipts here on the channel. Make sure you hit the like, the button, uh, to subscribe and all that kind of stuff so you can get more information as news unfolds. Uh, let me give you this graph here. This is the rockets that have been uh, that have been shot into Israel from 2001 to 2021. So 2008, they had 2,000 rockets from Gaza launched into Israel. 2014, they had 4,200. 2021, an all-time record, 4,400 attacks. Uh, Gazan rockets launched into Israel. Uh, I have been to Israel. Now, when I was in Israel, I was on the Mediterranean, uh, the Mediterranean Sea. No, sorry. I was on the um, Sea of Galilee. Sorry. The Sea of Galilee. 
And while we were floating across the Sea of Galilee on a very calm and windless day, the sea was like glass, it was unbelievable, we heard rocket fire from the north, from the Golan Heights. Now, that's the territory that, Israel, that gets attacked in Israel from Hezbollah in Lebanon to the north. But Gaza to the south attacks them from there and attacks them relentlessly. And they are always doing it first. They go first, then Israel reta retaliates, and then they put up their kids and their children and their women in front of the rockets, and they say, oh, look at how they care, don't care about women and children. This is the game that Gaza, this is the game that Hamas has been playing. Civil rights abuses, you say? Yes. Uh, early marriage in Palestine is a real thing. Uh, estimates are, according to World Vision, that 15% of girls between 20 and 24 were married before the age of 18, and 1% are married before the age of 15. However, this data, as this website says, can be misleading, as some areas in Palestine have higher rates of child marriage, such as Gaza, East Jerusalem, and Area C. And uh, this is how they treat the young. By the way, how do they treat homosexuals? Well, they throw them off buildings. They kill them. They, they stone them. They, just, they, they murder them. As this BBC article from 2022 shows, gay Palestinian Ahmad Abu Mariah was beheaded in the West Bank. The West Bank is the moderate area of Palestine. But, but, but there's still good people on both sides. Child soldiers? Never. No. Not Hamas. Oh, yes. I have video receipts right here. You can watch. This is a father commanding his child. Watch this. Go up to those IDF soldiers, Israeli defense uh, soldiers, and go and throw rocks. And then he's literally begging the soldiers to shoot his child. Do you... Holding the Palestinian flag. Wave the flag so that they will shoot you. This is the Gazans. This is the people that our news here in America are trying desperately to cover for. And then throw rocks he, later on in this video. Let me see if I can fast forward it for us. Uh, later on in this video, he tells them, throw rocks. I can't fast forward it. Or I can't fast forward it. Let's go right here. Yeah, pick up a rock. Throw it at him. Don't be afraid. This poor child. And what does he do? The child knows. The child knows, I shouldn't do this. So he just kind of throws rocks into the, into the other rocks. <laughs> what kind of father does this? A sick, demented, hideous human being does this kind of stuff to children. But this, these are the Gazans, okay? And some of you say, well, again, you know, it's complicated, it's a complicated issue. That's what the news media wants you to think. They use women and children as as human shields. What, let me just let Alan Dershowitz tell you this. This is from his new, uh, Newsweek opinion piece this week. He said, using the most vulnerable of civilians uh, is a Hamas tactic that goes way back many years. As one of its leaders boasted in 2008, for the Palestinian people, death has become an industry. The elderly excel at this, and so do the children. This is why they have formed human shields of the women and the children. This post has been repeated over the years. The form of Hamas slogan, we love death as our enemy loves life. Uh, he says the use of children as human shields to protect legitimate military targets against law lawful Israeli bombing. He described it several years ago. The strategy is simple and cynical. Provoke Israel by playing Russian roulette with its children, firing rockets at kindergartens, playgrounds, and hospitals, and then hide behind its own civil civilians when firing at Israeli civilians. Refuse to build bunkers for its own civilians. Have TV cameras ready to transmit every image of dead Palestinians. So yes, yes, uh, Israel IDF, IDF soldiers did uh, kill 500 Palestinian children in August. But why? Because they were being held up in a firefight against the Israeli soldiers. 
by Hamas, by Palestinians. This image is floating around the internet, and I found it very apropos to what we're talking about. Uh, there you have the Israeli soldier fighting to protect the carriage and the child, and there you are on the other side, you have the Hamas militant, the terrorist, militant's not a good word, terrorist, putting the carriage and the child in front of him as he shoots at the Israeli soldier. They are not for peace. They never have been for peace. I give you the news of the 1970, 1947 UN partition plan. The UN decided that they were going to divide it into two states. They were going to give Israel a portion. They were going to give the Arabs a portion. Guess who rejected the UN partition plan? The Arabs. Israel was like, yes, this is good. We will do it. And the Arabs said no. And now some people will say, yes, but the Arabs were twice the population of the Jews. But the <laughs> the Arabs, by and large, were clustered in smaller areas, and the Jews spread out. That's what they do, because that's what the Bible tells his people to do. Spread out. Take possession of the land. Uh, they were, the, the Jews celebrated the partition plan. The Arabs rejected it, and they didn't want peace. Do you know why? Because the Arabs, this Palestinians, what, what people call them now, they want domination of the region. They do not want peace. And I'm going to bring at the end of the show on for an interview, a former Muslim converted to Christ and a pastor of my church. Uh, he is going to be part of an interview later on. Make sure that you stay for the whole content tonight. But did you know also that the Palestinians, the Hamas terrorists are into crafts, arts and crafts? This is what Hamas does. They take rockets. They take, I'm sorry, they take pipes. This is a video that, ha that Hamas released itself. Hamas released this um, video. And they take pipes, water pipes, out of the ground, okay? And they arts and craft them into rockets. And this is not propaganda. <laughs> Hamas wants you to know that this is what we do. You give us pipes, we will turn them into rockets, and we will shoot them at Jews. So, so very nice, very fine people on both sides, yes? Let me see if I can fast forward here. Yeah, just watch this. There they are, painting them now. Water pipes. And then they will complain. These same people will complain that Israel is cutting off their water supply. Well, maybe don't turn your water pipes into missiles, morons. By the way, where did they get those water pipes? You'll never believe this. Sympathetic European nations. The European Union helped to build more than 30 miles of water pipes for Palestinians, despite Hamas terrorists boasting of their ability to forge an arsenal of homemade rockets from the pipes. Brussels poured in $100 million of pipeline projects into territories controlled by Islamic groups over the last decade. $100 million from Brussels. You are stupid, Brussels, because they're taking your money and turning it into uh, rockets while they let their citizens uh, die of thirst. And then complain when Israel, their enemy that they just attacked and murdered their civilians of, uh, cuts off their water supply. How dare the Jews do that? How dare they? I, there are not very fine people on both sides. There is an endemic culture of hatred in Hamas, obviously, perpetrated by Hamas upon the Gazan people. They train their children to hate. This video is floating around the internet of Becker Clips. Uh, this is students in Gaza being asked what they believe. What should, what, should, what should they say? We have to make war, a young girl says, to prove that we are stronger than the Jews. People love Palestine, and they are ready to die for Palestine. Industry of death. I want to fight against them, the Jews, and defeat them in war. These are young girls. At school, they teach us that Al-Aqsa and all of Palestine is ours. You see? You see? The Jews lie and say that their temple is under the Al-Aqsa Mosque. 
It was never there. I hate the Jews. Yes, they teach us that the Zionists are our enemy. Go to school, learn to, teach, learn to hate somebody, and we must fight them, he says. They teach us that Jews are terrorists. At school, they teach us about Jews. They teach us that they are bad people, they killed our young. They teach us in school that Jews are fickle, bad people. I am ready to stab a Jew and drive a car over them. I will fight. I will ram a car into them. We have to constantly stab them, another kid says. Drive over them and shoot them. Stabbing and running over Jews brings dignity to the Palestinians. I'm going to run them over and stab them with knives. Right now, I'm preparing to be a suicide bomber. With Allah's help, I will fight for ISIS, the Islamic State. This is called endemic hatred. It is a culture of endemic hatred. They believe all of Palestine should be theirs. They are training their children to hate Jews, stab Jews, run Jews over, fight for ISIS, and obliterate their enemy. This is why... In the Old Testament, <laughs> and I, I'm not making a political statement for right now, but in the Old Testament, God said to Joshua, have no mercy on these people. I've given them 400 years to repent, and they will not repent. And now you need to wipe them out. Because a culture can become so endemically evil, it is irredeemable. And only judgment is inevitable. Remember what God said to Abraham as he wrestled with him over Sodom and Gomorrah. If I find five righteous people, uh, ten, ten righteous people in the city, I will not destroy it. He couldn't find it. It needed to be destroyed. God flooded the earth because the whole earth had become endemically evil. This is what's happening in these areas of Palestine. You need facts. By the way, not only do they use women and children as human shields, but a phone call was recorded between a Gaza civilian and an IDF officer where the IDF officer is asking, why aren't you leaving the region? We are telling you to leave the region. You're a civilian. Get your family. Get out. You live near this military headquarters for Hamas. We're bombing the area. Get out. So this is the call. And the Gaza civilian cannot get out. And you say, well, why? Why can't the Gaza civilian get out of the area? It's because Hamas stops them. They are preventing us from leaving, he says. The IDF, the IDF officer, tell me what exactly where they stopped you. Those who are here near the agency. They are taking the ID card and the car keys. You mean the movement, Hamas, he says? Taking the car keys, making sure they can't leave. Who is stopping you, he says? Hamas? Yes, yes, the Gazan civilian says. So Hamas says, we're not going to let you leave because your death makes for good propaganda in this war of ideology. But the West is falling for it, hook, line, and sinker. Our news organizations are lying to us. And then the protesters all across college campuses, which we will get to later on in the show. But this is a protest for Palestine in Canada. And uh, Rebel News went out there and interviewed this interesting lady on the Palestinian attack last week. Watch. Hamas is not a terrorist group. Oh, it isn't, ma'am. First of all, Hamas is not okay. a terrorist group. Hamas is not a terrorist group. What is it, like a motorcycle club? It is a resistance, is a resistance okay. that has been fuming for 75 years of colonialism, of occupation, of murder, of rape, of little children, of women. Okay, That's what they are. They are a resistance. 
By the way, let's talk about colonialism while I have a, a, that thought in my head. You know, you think about colonialism is when you go and you take your ideology and you force it upon other people and you turn them into what you are. Israel has lost land since 1948. They've lost land. They've given land to Egypt. They've given land to Jordan. They offered the West Bank to Jordan. Jordan said, no, thank you. Uh, they offered Gaza to Egypt. Egypt said, no, thank you. So <laughs> if they're colonialists, they're very terrible at it because they have gotten smaller, not bigger, and nobody wants around them wants to be a part of their group. <laughs> but anyway, here we go. Continue. I think Canada is a colonialist country too. Everything that they do is justified. Including what happened last week? Every single thing they have done is justified. Ma'am, there were children murdered, there were babies beheaded. Babies beheaded, really. Please educate yourself. Please please. check the news, because as as a news reporter, you gotta check the fucking news, because they said that that shit was fake, okay? Multiple times. Different channels, different, even Biden himself, his, his ministers and his idiots said himself that that news was fake. So There's no 40 behead, beheaded babies. And there you were no, no 1,300 deaths no in Israel? Evidence. There's no evidence. There's no photo. No evidence except the Hamas terrorists actually recording themselves shooting at old ladies at homes uh, and murdering children and concert goers. By the way, did anybody notice this woman's earring? That is... Stylish. She's literally wearing machine gun earrings and defending a terrorist organization and telling everybody the exact opposite of what we have visual proof of about Hamas, this terrorist hateful group. By the way, see if this looks familiar. This is Hamas pro-Palestinian protesters in L.A., and they are doing something that we should be familiar with as Americans, or at least in recent American history. Watch as they curse the police in downtown L.A., literally cursing and shouting obscenities at police. Hmm. That looks very familiar. Who did that recently because the old adage birds of a feather flock together this is blm founder patrice coolers kalars 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 i don't know what how you say your last name but anyway this is the blm founder patrice kalars at harvard uh testifying in 2015 that israel is an apartheid state an imperialist project and we need to fight against them watch the other thing i'll say is palestine is our generation south africa and if If, if we don't step up uh, boldly and courageously to end the, the imperialist project that's called Israel, um, we're doomed. And I think that uh, I had learned about Palestine for a long time. I had known about it, been wanting to travel, and I was really, really grateful when the Dream Defenders um, asked me to come on the delegation. Uh, but nothing would have prepared me for the level of mili- militarization and the, mi- uh, and the level of violence that we would witness those 10 days inside of Palestine. By the way, anytime anybody says there's a lot of violence, just show us. Show us the visual proof. I'd like to see it. I would. I'd love to see uh, the video proof, as we have video proof of Hamas literally killing civilians in Israel from last week. Where's the proof of the Jewish leaders, Jewish, I'm sorry, the Jewish militants uh, killing Palestinians? Show it to us. For all that you're boasting about here, Patrice Coolers, oh, by the way, newly minted millionaire Patrice Coolers, who took in $90 million from Americans, stupid idiots, who thought that BLM was an actually valuable thing, uh, and uh, took that money and turned it into four mansions that she now owns, uh, and then got so exposed that she actually had to step down from BLM in the end. Uh, there's also an insurrection afoot as Palestinian protesters at the White House tried to breach security and get into the White House. And... 
Of course, when you don't have any FBI agents in the crowd to make sure that it happens, the news media jumps on to make sure that you are covered, right? No, nothing to see here, folks. This is not an insurrection. Only grannies from Florida taking pictures of the House of Congress are actual terrorists. These are just pro-Palestinian protesters. Anyway, this is a man in downtown New York City, and he is calling for every American to be Muslim. Two great applause in downtown New York City last week on the heels of the attacks. I meant to show you this video last week. I didn't get to it. Here it is. Watch. We're done being tortured and hurt and judged. This is the correct religion. This is the religion that all of humanity needs to be a part of Islam. And we will not stop until it enters every home. So I want you to repeat after me. I want to hear it in every single district. It should tremble. Brooklyn should hear it. The Bronx should hear it. Queens should hear it. Say it as if the Ummah depends on this, my brothers and sisters. Um, who are the colonizers? Hmm? Who are trying to foist and force their views on other people and turn other people into them? The Muslims, ladies and gentlemen. The Jews just want to be left alone. <laughs> they, they are not evangelical. They do not seek to spread their religion around the world. That's Christianity. Christianity tries to do that. We try to do that with gospel preaching, evangelism, loving your neighbor. We do that with kindness. Islam does that with force, and I have the receipts for that coming up later. Meanwhile, in Brazil, God bless Brazil, a, a dose of sanity, a thousand plus uh, supporters of Israel took to the streets to show their solidarity with the people of Israel. God bless them. Meanwhile, in our country, we've got people uprising the streets in, in favor of the terrorists. It is bizarre world. The world is upside down. But that's where we are, and that's what's going on, and we need more facts. We need to clear out the fog of war. And that's what I'm here to do for you. Let me give you some news about Egypt because it's interesting that we shared this last week that Egypt bear, um, shares this huge border, not a huge, but a sizable border with Gaza. And uh, it, it, it begs the question, why doesn't Egypt uh, rescue some of these very victimized Gazan residents? Why aren't they opening up their arms in solidarity with their Muslim brothers, because Egypt is also a Muslim country. Why not? Even the Washington Post has to report this week. As Israel pummels besieged Gaza, Egypt resists opening up to refugees. And then it says this, even in times of relative peace, Egypt's main, Egypt maintains tight control of the border. Palestinians wishing to exit Gaza must obtain permission from both Palestinian and Egyptian authorities. Wait times are long, and getting access to a speedier route often requires paying a hefty fee to private tribal, tra travel agencies. Now, it also then later says Egypt has taken in sizable numbers of refugees from other conflicts, including those displaced this year by fighting in the neighboring Sudan. But Sinai is more sensitive and the Palestinian question is much more fraught. <laughs> That's a funny way of saying it, the Palestinian issue. You know, it's a little bit more uh, uh, fraught. Yes, yes, indeed. This is, this is their neighbor. Their Muslim brothers will not welcome a 99% Muslim population in Gaza into their country. In fact, not only will they not welcome them into their country, let me put this up on the screen because it's kind of interesting. This is the border fence between Egypt and Gaza. <laughs> Imagine if we had that at our southern border in Texas right now. We would not have illegal immigration at all. Oh, and by the way, they don't just have a border fence that's 20 feet high, a perimeter wall. They have a 20 meter deep solid 
um, bomb-resistant wall going down into the ground to make sure the Gazans cannot get into Egypt. Hello? Are, are you paying attention yet? Are you awake? Because this... These facts matter, and you're not going to hear them. You're not going to hear them from me. I'm sorry. I put the Washington Post article title above that picture. The Washington Post didn't give us that picture. That picture I found elsewhere. This, the Washington Post has no interest in reporting facts. It, democracy dark, dies in darkness, they say. They're the darkness. This is the president of Jordan right now. Uh, not president. <laughs> king. The king of Jordan, who is saying, no, no refugees are going to Jordan and no refugees are going to Egypt. Watch. Just a part of the question on the issues of refugees coming to Jordan. And I think I can quite strongly speak on behalf not only of um, um, uh, Jordan as a nation, but of uh, our friends in Egypt. That is a red line. Uh, because I think that is the plan by certain of the usual suspects to try and create de facto issues on the ground. No, what issues on the ground? Why? Well, they're just harmless refugees. They, they just need a place to stay. What's wrong? No refugees in Jordan. No refugees in Egypt. <laughs> King Abdullah. King Abdullah of Jordan says, nope, we're not welcoming you in. Why? What? you got to ask yourself a question. When the Arab world looks like this, the green is the Arab world, the gray area in the middle up there on the east coast of the eastern Mediterranean coast is Israel. It's a massive portion of land that the Muslim world dominates and not a single country, not one single country is welcoming refugees from Gaza. What does that tell you? Or more humorously, as this cartoon puts it, Muslim countries standing with Palestine, all their hands go up, Muslim countries willing to take in Palestinian refugees and as crickets. These facts matter. These facts matter. Oh, by the way, guess who does want to bring in uh, Gazan refugees? Your, your political leaders. <laughs> I kid you not. The New York Post reporting, progressives call for the U.S. to take in some of the expected one million Gaza refugees. And this is Jamal Bowman, whose picture is right here. You can see him there. He is part of the squad. He is the newest member of the squad. He was elected into office uh, last November. He is a New York Democrat. He's also the guy who pulled the fire alarm to stop a vote in the House chamber a few weeks ago that resolved the whole um, governmental shutdown. And then he claimed that he couldn't understand the signage. He couldn't understand the signage about a, a, um, a, a fire alarm pull on the wall and set up the fire alarm and delayed the vote and then cried foul and cried ignorance. And by the way, in his previous life, he was a school principal. <laughs> Have you ever met a school principal who doesn't know the difference between an exit sign and a fire alarm sign? Do you, do you, these are the best and brightest that we're sending to Congress to represent us. And, and he says, now what we need to do is we need to vet them. We need to be very careful, the article says, to vet and not allow members of Hamas or their children, I'm, I'm supposing. So the guy who can't tell the difference between a fire alarm and an exit sign wants to now tell you to tell the difference between the Hamas um, uh, terrorists and regular Gazan citizens and let the regular Gazan citizens into your homes. This is our congressional leaders. Meanwhile, in Massachusetts, uh, my home state, they are talking about they don't have enough state for the current immigration crisis, illegal immigration crisis, as migrants are being trucked into the state. Maura Healy, the, um, the, the new uh, governor of Massachusetts, says we are facing a crisis. And guess what Governor Healy has decided to do? Uh, it's nice to think of yourself as a sanctuary city. It's another thing to actually be a sanctuary city. And they are, t they are turning to their citizens now and saying, hey, got any room in those homes? Watch. You have an extra room or suite in your home. Please consider hosting a family. 
Safe housing and shelter is our most pressing need. Become a sponsor family. You can contact the Brazilian Worker Center for more information on how you can step up if you're willing to have an additional family be part of your family. Okay, so how about it, pro-Palestinian Americans? How about it, college protesters? You know what happens when a mass shooting occurs in this country and then, you know, Christians and a lot of politicians really do this. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers for the city of Uvalde. Thoughts and prayers for the city of, you know, Houston or wherever these mass shootings occur, right? And then the political left comes out and says, enough of your thoughts and prayers. You need action. We need action. We need to remove guns. We need to outlaw guns. Enough. Action. Okay, well, quid, quid pro quo in philosophy. Enough of your thoughts and prayers for the Palestinians. Enough of your rallies. Welcome them into your home. Host them. Have them over for supper. Take care of them. If you're so pro-Palestinian, here is a golden opportunity when your government comes and asks you to house a refugee, you come and do it. But this is Congress for you. You know, I thought about it, and this is a running joke for pastors, and <laughs> I just put it on the screen. You know, the idea of the pro uh, prefix means positive, and the con prefix means negative. There's a reason why it's called Congress and not progress. Mm-hmm. And is Iran behind this? Absolutely. But don't take my word for it. The U.S. Department of State released a, a report that said, quote, that Iran continues to be the leading state sponsor of terrorism, facilitating a wide range of terrorists and other illicit activities around the world. Regionally, they supported acts of terrorism in Bahram, Iraq, Lebanon, Syria, Yemen, all surrounding Israel, by the way. And uh, they did this as with partner groups such as Hezbollah and Hamas. Uh, that is, by the way in case you didn't know and you don't read your Bibles much, that's Ezekiel 38 stuff because Iran Iran is the residue of the ancient people Palestine, uh, Persia. And Persians are, are part of that, that uh, coalition of nations that will surround Israel in the last day when Gog and, and Magog, leader and people from the north, which many people, people believe is Russia, will invade will invade Israel. So here's Iran, the vestiges of the Persian Empire, funding all of these terrorist groups that surround Israel. And then you have Vladimir Putin doing his insane work up there with Ukraine. And you wonder just when, when are all of these little subplots going to coalesce and come together? And we are literally going to see Ezekiel 38 fulfilled in our time. Unbelievable times that we are living in, but you need to get the facts. And please keep tuning into the channel because I'm going to continue to bring this stuff to you as we discover it for ourselves and bring you the receipts and the proof and the videos to show you what we're talking about. But here's my thought to you that I want to just kind of let you know. When you hear them talking about Hamas, remember what they told you about the vaccine. They lied and they knew they were lying. You won't get COVID, they said, once you're vaccinated. Okay, wait, wait, wait. You might get COVID, but you won't transmit it. Well, well, actually, you might translate it, but it's perfectly safe. Okay, it's not safe, but you should still get it just in case. That's literally been the news media narrative around the vaccine. And now they want to trust. They, now they want your trust concerning Hamas. Are you kidding me? Let me show you this article from 2015 from CNN. This is an interesting article. The title of the article is Religions Week from Hell. Now, the synopsis of this article is that religion had a bad week. There was a lot of attacks, and it shows you that religion really fuels a lot of violence around the world. And uh, so let me just show you this 
article's headline first it says religions from hell i already showed you that let me show you the first paragraph whether you believe that religious violence is fueled by faith or is a symptom of larger factors political instability poverty cultural chaos one thing seems clear last week was hellish for religion now this is in 2015 several continents including north america europe asia africa scores of religious believers suffered and died in brutal attacks over the past seven days christians muslims and jews are like all fell prey to assaults <laughs> and then they have this article here. I'm not laughing at the violence. I'm, I'm laughing at what they, what they don't tell you in the article. They have this picture here of the seven days of hellish violence that happened all throughout the world in the name of religion. But what they don't tell you, and this is the funny part, the sad but funny part, is that six of the seven attacks were perpetrated by one religious group. Guess which one? Hmm? Muslims. And the one that wasn't was an atheist who killed Muslims. And there's no proof that he killed them because they were Muslims. They just happened to be Muslims. It wasn't a religious in nature violent attack. But this is how the media does narrative. This is how they spin it. See, they, put, they lump Christians, Jews, and Muslims all into the same pot. They do this uh, false equivalency work, and they make you think that all religion poisons everything. No, not all religion. To quote the, to quote the Quran itself, Slay the idolaters wherever ye find them, arrest them, besiege them, and lie in ambush everywhere for them. Allah instructs the Prophet Muhammad, Prophet, make war on the unbelievers and the hypocrites. Hell shall be their home and evil fate. That's the Quran 9 verse 2. Right out of the book, right from the horse's mouth, as they like to say. And some people will say, well, the Bible, you know, holy war and Joshua wiped out the people. Yeah, I already explained that the culture had just become so endemically evil that God said, okay, now you're going to be my agent of judgment upon those nations. And by the way, it goes both ways because when Israel starts to rebel against God and they become thoroughly corrupt, what does God do? He raises up the Persians. He raises up the Babylonians. He raises up the Assyrians to dominate and obliterate Israel almost obliterated Israel. He always has a remnant. But this is how God works throughout human history. And then you get to the new covenant in Christ's blood. He bears the sins of the world. All of those old manners, old agent ways are abolished. Uh, Christianity starts to take root, starts to reframe the human mind, the human conscience. We start to deal with human rights because of Christianity. We start to build hospitals because of Christianity. We start to build orphanages because of Christianity. We start to give women rights and, and, and protect children because of Christianity. And Christianity e evolves the world into the civilized uh, state that it is today, but on the heels of all that, in 600 AD, you have the start of what I call Satan's first monotheism, that is Islam, because Satan can never invent his own ideas. He's a big believer of, if you can't beat him, join him, and he creates this uh, counterfeit version of Christianity, counterfeit version of monotheism called Islam, that also uh, predicates itself upon the idea that it must form converts, but they form converts by force and they kill to make sure that you convert. That's the difference you see. One religion has not just changed, but evolved the world into civilized, into a civilized nature, into a civilized society. The other is trying to upend and undo that civilization. And you have to have these categories in your mind clear, or you will be misguided by the news media on your television set or in your social media feed. Speaking of social media feed, <laughs> this one really is unbelievable. Who was concerned about ruined buildings in Gaza? Not just CNN and MSNBC and all those kind of uh, liars, but Planned Parenthood is concerned. Evidently, IPPF Global, which is a subsidiary of Planned Parenthood, is raising money uh, by showing a video of a destroyed abortionist clinic, a destroyed Planned Parenthood clinic 
in Gaza. And they are fundraising off of this destroyed clinic. And this is the tweet that went out. Uh, the destruction of this clinic in Gaza after an Israeli airstrike has left an already extremely vulnerable population with even fewer options to receive SRH care without humanitarian aid. Make an emergency gift here, says the tweet. By the way, I love the comments, the response to this tweet. It was hilarious. Somebody said, uh, don't worry, Hamas offers post-birth abortions. Somebody else said, it was just a clump of buildings anyway. And then somebody else said, "Imagine, I imagine abortion is pretty necessary in a religion or in a region where governing authorities encourage the rape of women. But look at the bright side. Hamas apparently has no problem murdering children after they are born. Yes, exactly. This is the insanity of our current moment. And it is proof positive that the people on the left, the pro-aborts, okay, the pro-LGBT people are on the side of Hamas. They are right in league with these people. They love the chaos. They love to side with the terrorists because deep down inside is the, is the is two different branches of the same tree and you need to be aware of it something that i want to talk about today which is also important and is also being exposed by what we see in america right now and what we're going to continue to see in a growing uh reality in america is this thought that multiculturalism is not possible i know i know heretic you cry <laughs> multiculturalism is our is our strength diversity is our strength that's where we're really going to thrive wrong 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 Diversity when it comes to people of different tribes, nations, languages, all coming around the throne of Jesus Christ and worshiping him. Yes, that is heaven's idea. 100% on board with that. And you should be too. The gospel knows no limits uh, uh, based on tribal affiliation, political affiliation, skin color affiliation, uh, national origin affiliation. No, no, no walls in the church of Jesus Christ, all come to the cross on level ground and all come to God through the same cross and the finished work of Jesus Christ. But multiculturalism is a different idea. It is a secularist diversity wherein everybody is equal and all ideas are valid. This is why universities are falling apart right now. Every idea is valid. So who are we American Westerners to impose our views on the rest of the world? After all, we've had so many other atrocities in our history, such as the Japanese internment camps and the slavery issues of the 1800s and 1700s. And, you know, who are we to tell the rest of the world how to believe? We need to embrace those cultures. We need to bring them in. We need to welcome them. Well, that's what we're seeing right now. And college campuses are exposing this multiculturalism, fraudulent idea for what it is. Harvard University had a pro-Palestinian um, uh, rally. And even more news coming out of Harvard in just a moment, I will share with you. Columbia University, pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas rally. The U uh, UCLA professors, too, led pro-Palestinian teach-ins after Hamas invasion, saying genocidal force is being unleashed, talking about the Jewish nation. <laughs> this is Aristotle State University's Instagram page calling for a day of resistance rally for Palestine Thursday, October 12th and coming up this Thursday, oh, sorry, this Saturday, October 21st, all out for Palestine. And they are joining with Black Lives Matter Phoenix and Code Pink, which is a leftist women's organization. So you see the alignment here. You see the perfect alignment. The, the, the branches of the different tree are coming together. All in the name of terrorism, University of North Carolina held a day of resistance, protest for Palestine, and they even put in the graphic, look, paragliders with a machine gun. The paragliders swept into Israel land and killed concert goers, civilians, innocent civilians. And UNC has a whole chapter devoted to, on their campus, devoted to supporting those people. Back to Harvard, because when they held their protests for Palestine, 
last week in which they chanted uh, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, which is a call to arms and obliteration of the Israeli state. Okay, at Harvard University, Uh, this also went out a letter signed by 30 different college groups blaming Israel entirely, blaming Israel entirely for all the unfolding Violence That led to a hedge fund billionaire asking for their names to make sure that they aren't hired inadvertently. And, you know, we can debate whether that's the, that's the right move. Uh, you know, sometimes in college, kids do stupid things and say stupid things. And I would hate to be judged in my college years for something stupid that I did uh, for the rest of my life. But, but maybe it's now necessary because this has gone too far. And so I can kind of sympathize with the hedge fund billionaire there. Uh, also, former governor and U.S. Ambassador John Huntsman told UPenn that his family is now halting all donations to the university because they failed to condemn a pro-Hamas rally on campus. To quote Hunson, the university's silence in the face of reprehensible and historic Hamas evil against the people of Israel when the only response should be outright condemnation is a new low. Silence is anti-Semitism and anti-Semitism is hate. The very thing higher ed was built to obliviate. Good for you, John Huntsman. I think he was a former governor of Iowa or something as well. Cornell University. Had a professor take to the stage. The professor's name is Russell Wickford. Rickford, sorry. And here he is calling the Hamas terrorist attacks his own words. Let, let him speak for himself. It was exhilarating. It was exhilarating. It was energizing. If they weren't exhilarated, no, wait a minute. By this, this challenge to the monopoly of violence, by this shifting of the balance of power, then they would not be human. I was Now, by the way, the balance of power that he's talking about now is that Gaza will be decimated. That's the balance of power that he's celebrating, which is the exact opposite of what he wants. Because Israel is uh, taking no prisoners. And and I, I just want to stop here and say that I am not of the opinion that Israel should just obliterate Gaza. Absolutely not. No Christian should be of that opinion. I don't think so at all. But they have pushed Israel to a breaking point, and Israel is responding as such. And they have brought this on themselves. And it is sad. It is heartbreaking. It is, it is in some ways, unstoppable. Uh, the balance of power that he is worried about, or, th- or thinking he's proclaiming that the Gazans will have rights over the Palestinian land again, uh, or over Israeli land again, the opposite is actually going to happen. As a Christian, we have to have wisdom. We have to have discernment. We cannot just say everything Israel does is right. That's not what I'm saying. And I refuse to say that. Okay. But again, we have to kind of counter the news narrative that we're getting from our left wing propaganda outlets. And that's what this show is about. There, there, there's, a, there's a spectrum with Israel, uh, especially in Christianity. Way over on the right are the Calvary Chapel people who believe that Israel can do no wrong and it's their job to wipe out every enemy and take over the land and then rebuild their temple and then Jesus comes and, and reigns for a thousand years in the millennium, right? That's what that's what a lot of Calvary Chapel preachers believe. You know, of course, there's a secret rapture there and then they come back and then a thousand year reign with Jesus Christ. Uh, that's what they believe. And the fallout of that belief is that Israel can do no wrong. They, they, they should do anything they want. And we are always going to support them no matter what with blinders on. That's not at all what I am calling you for calling you to or, or trying to, you know, uh, postulate here on this show or on this channel, not at all. But we have to look rather at the narrative that is being foisted upon the American culture and say, why? Why is this happening? Why are they so quick to, to run cover for Gaza, to run cover from Hamas? Why is victim blaming only okay when it comes to the Jewish people in the land of Israel? 
Anyway, by the way, that professor, uh, the Daily Mail reports, ten, tens of thousands signed a petition to oust him when he called it a stunning victory. Sorry, no, this is a different professor. The professor at... <laughs> I'm, I'm losing track of all of these left-wing universities, professors that are calling for Hamas to win this battle. So the video you just saw is a different guy at, uh, at Cornell. This article talks about Joseph Massad, a professor at Columbia, who called the attack, the attack awesome, a, an awesome, stunning victory. 30,000 people have signed for him to be removed, and I hope he does. And you say, how could... How could our universities embrace Hamas? How is it possible? Okay, I'm going to just do something, okay? I don't usually, I usually always provide commentary on news articles and headlines. I'm not going to in this moment. I'm going to put up a news article that's going to explain a lot about why the kids are so dumb regarding Hamas and Israel. Let me just put this, and I'm going to have to read the title of the article for you so that those of you who are listening hear it. But let me put the article up. Okay, if you're just listening, here's the name of the article. Here's the title. Students march against university removing tampons from men's bathrooms. (laughs) Clemson University removed feminine hygiene dispensers from men's bathrooms after the college Republicans chapter mocked them. Gee, I wonder why university students are celebrating Hamas. Maybe it's because they're stupid and they've been made stupider by their professors who don't know history or have an agenda and an ideology to foist upon our young people because there is a secret undercurrent, a very subtle undercurrent, underbelly of American politics that is trying to capture an entire generation with Howard Zinn mythological facts. That is what's happening right now in America. And if you don't know who Howard Zinn is, check the channel. We have plenty of content about him. I am fired up today because facts matter, truth matters, and we need to be people of the truth. And every pastor should be doing more of this, and every Christian leader should be doing more of this. And that's why I bring this content to you. Like the video, subscribe, hit the notification bell, get notified every time you go live. But I am going to do something today, give you a little pre-recorded content. I decided to bring on somebody who has a lot more authority to speak on this issue, and I'm going to welcome him to the conversation. He's a fellow pastor with me in my church, and he is a former Muslim converted to Christ, uh, radical for Christ, and now pastor proclaiming Christ with me. His name is Mehdi Chinoli. Let's do it. Hello, Mehdi. How are you doing? I'm great, Pastor Tim. How are you? Good, Pastor Mehdi. I should say to you. Uh, so we have been talking about Hamas now for two weeks here on the deep end. We've been talking about the tragedy in Israel. I think and our team was talking about it when we were researching for the content this week, there was no better resource to reach out to um, where we would get a true and honest perspective uh, as you, because your story is amazing. Former Muslim raised in Morocco, came to Christ, families disowned you still to that still to this day. Unfortunately, that's the sad part of your testimony. Christ has given you life. You are a, uh, not just a Christian, you're a pastor now serving the kingdom you probably can speak to the issues that we see today in ways that people need to hear. So first off, tell us just if you can give us a short 35, 45 second version of your story so that they can hear you. Yeah. um, First of all, I am super honored um, to be in your uh, show. I'm a big fan. I don't know if you can tell. Um, (laughs) I love it. (laughs) But yeah, like you said, um, I have, uh, I was born and raised in Morocco. I moved to the States when I was about 
17 and a half, 18 years old. Uh, and I was still Muslim when I moved here. And um, the heart of the issue, as you have been talking about, it just comes down to, there is no, uh, it, it just comes down to hatred. It, it comes down to the root of the problem, which is Muslims and Islam uh, teach about hatred to the Jews in the state of Israel. This is has nothing to do with with the events of last week. It has nothing to do with the events of 1948. The root comes from the seventh century, which is the birth of Islam. Mm. It's Talk to what that. Islam Be- teaches. Yeah, the what Islam teaches, and that's. I know there are people going to say, "Oh, I know a lot of Muslims. They're very peace-loving people." Yeah, but that just means that they're lukewarm muslims right True. they just mean that they have not read their quran mm. uh, i uh, uh growing up in morocco you don't read the i mean you, you you learn to recite and memorize the quran but you don't get to analyze it and understand the meanings of it and some chapters are just you know just like talked about very briefly uh you know we're, we're growing growing up every time like here in the states, right? When a Christian person, even non-believer, will uh, when they sneeze, uh, somebody will say "God bless you," mm-hmm. right? That's pretty normal. Yes. In, in Morocco, growing up, every time uh, somebody or a, a member of my family or my friends or anybody in the street uh, tweaked their arms, hurt their knee, uh, kind of like slipped or, or did something, you are to say a curse word to the Jews. That's really? how we grow up. You said that. You just said that because that's how it's embedded in a culture. Uh, being a Muslim is not something you do on a Friday at the mosque with the with the mass uh, uh, prayer. It's 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 embedded in your identity. It's what you say. It's what you believe in. So so it's been thought out, thought to all the students at a, a young young age. Um, Curse the Jews and, and it's if fa- your neighbor stubs his toe. Exactly. Uh, stopped your toe, tripped, fall. You had to say a curse, Jews. And you know, some, it was it was healing for me when I came to Christ um, back in two thousand and seven. Uh, it was almost instantly that hatred to for Israel and the Jews is just decimated. It was gone, wow. and I couldn't pinpoint why. Uh, and, and I know where it comes from. It comes from the love of God. Mm. It comes from the promises of God uh, throughout the Bible. Um, it's fascinating to me that, you know, I don't know a lot of, I don't know if people know this, but Shiite and, and Sunnis are two sects, two major sects of Islam. Yeah. They are, they're, they're enemies of each other. They have right. fought wars to, annihilate each other that was iraq they really. ag- yeah yeah and then shit do you see shit in iraq you see shit on all, all different parts of the country uh, of the world but they agree on one thing maybe two things hatred to the jews and annihilate israel just that's so the only thing that unite them just so we're clear when you take when you say shiite and sunni which one is the more aggressive uh version I would say Sunni because within within the Sunni sect, that that's where uh, uh, ISIS come from. That's where Al Qaeda comes from. Mm-hmm. They come the from the Sunni sect. For Taliban, that's where they come from. The Sunni sect, not so much the Shiite. And but the, you just said it and is um, documented that they do share a contempt for the Jews. Yes, uh, um, we're talking about Hamas. Uh, everybody kept talking about Hamas leading up to uh, the attacks were in talks of peace with Israel. Uh, that is that is a complete um, a complete lie because in the founding chapters of Hamas, yeah. they believe 
They need to annihilate the annihilate state the of Israel and, and, and fight every Jew. Uh, every Jew, every Israel, wherever they were at. Yeah. So, uh, yes, a lot of people wanted to have uh, a state of Palestine with the capital of Jerusalem. That's not going to be the end of the of the war. Right. The uh, UA- they cannot stop until there will be no Jews. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the, the Quran talks about one of the last signs of the last days is that Muslims will fight and keep running after a Jew. Once the Jew is hiding behind a tree, the, the 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 tree will speak and tell yeah. the Muslim, come and there's kill a Jew behind me, come and kill it. Yes. So I've heard those that. are the last signs. Yeah. That now that is that written in the Quran? And you see that that that's the part now I'm part of the show and I know you're very reliable sources. I cannot confirm whether that's in the Quran or it's in the hadith. Most likely ninety percent of it it's probably a hadith. And hadith is, is the sayings and teach the, com- the they are the sayings and the teachings yeah. of the actually prophet. Yeah. Those are the sayings of Muhammad. Now the Quran itself you've read. Yes. And you have heard and read the passages in the Quran that call for violence? Call for violence uh, against the Jews, calls violence against Christians. I yeah. mean, you think it ends with the Jews? It's only a matter of time where it's the turn of the of the Christians. I mean, it, uh, the true believers of Islam, which is ISIS, Taliban, Hamas, uh, Hezbollah, and they are practicing the true practice of Islam. They are fighting the Jews. They are fighting the Christians. They have. Uh, annihilated Christians. Uh, I mean, th- this is how Islam expanded in all the world yeah. is through wars. War. So they either they had to either convert or pay a tax. Yeah. Now you um, coming from that worldview uh, that when you say you're taught that from uh, from childhood, you had people older than you, obviously teachers in your mosque uh, teaching yeah. you these yeah. things. Yeah, so kindergarten for us, for me, for most of uh, Moroccans, you go to a little tiny mosques and uh, you just sat and you just repeated what the sheikh uh, say, what the imam will say. That's how you learned how to recite and memorize the Quran. And, uh, you know, this funny part of, uh, about that is that the sheikh sits sits in his uh, in his garment with the long stick. So every kid that nodded or kind of fell asleep, he got hit with the stick from uh, all the way through across the room. Uh, so we've been we've been taught how to hate the Jews, and you know Morocco. There's a lot of Jews. There's a lot of neighbor. There's neighborhoods called Melah in Morocco in North of Africa. Those are concentrations of uh, Jews in the, in those countries. So you're taught to basically hate them. You're taught to whenever you see a Jew uh, walking um, in the street next to you, you had to spit in front of them and walk away. You know one of the. One of the narratives that is kind of coming across social media, and I'm sure people have seen it on their Facebook feed or their, I know I've seen it on my X feed or Twitter feed, wherever you want to call that anymore, is um, that no, no, um, Muslims have been uh, hospitable to Jews for centuries and they welcome the Jews and the Jews find safety. And before this Jewish state, they were living in safety with the Arabs and it was a wonderful, peaceful time. And this narrative, you're blowing that narrative up right now. The other thing that blows up that narrative is there's like 10 Jews in Jordan, there's zero Jews in Egypt. 
uh, Egypt. There's like 100 Jews in Lebanon. There, you know, and uh, 40 years ago, they had a hundred, uh, tens of thousands of people in those countries. Tens of thousands. And yeah. now their their populations have diminished. I think I read in Iran, there's like five Jews in Iran. I want to know where that family is. Wow. Maybe we shouldn't find out where that family is. But um, I mean, this this narrative that gets pushed on, you know, um, uneducated, uninformed people. This is the heart of the show. I, you need to get the facts. Uh, that's false. They do not welcome. The they do not. The the informations you hear on CNN or Fox News, it's not the, it's not the the heartbeat of the Muslim world. Okay, so we've heard of the, uh, we've heard about the Abrahamic uh, Accords. Accord with all the states uh, making peace with Israel. Well, you tune in right now to any TV network in the Arab world in the in uh, from Friday until Sunday. Those, that's the picture of the true heart of all Muslims. People are rioting. People are burning flags of uh, Israel, flags of America. And they're stomping over uh, the Bibles. They're shouting jihad. They're, they want to go. If they were given the permission and they had the means, they will be uh, traveling all the way to Gaza to fight the Jews and annihilate the uh, people of Israel. What do you say, and let's leave it with the, uh, leave the conversation with this idea, um, and let me know in the comments if you want an extended convo about these things with Pastor Mehdi and me. I think I think they will say yes to that in the comments, Mehdi, because this is great content, but we want to get the show moving. What do you say to Christians right now that are seeing the narrative, that are seeing the sympathizers just kind of like leap to the defense of Hamas, leap to the defense of, you know, the Palestinians, and kind of say, well, you know, Israel caused this stuff, and it's there, you know, the statehood is an issue, and that's the problem. When you have the evidence that we've shown tonight, which is this two-state solution was offered to the Arabs in 1947. They rejected it because they don't want two states. They want one. Um, And what do you say to Christians now in 2023 about this issue and when they hear these things, these narratives? What what should they do? Um, There's never going to be a peace between uh, Muslims and and, and Jews. Uh, uh, Currently in Palestine, there's 2% of them are Christians, 2% of Jewish people are believers in Jesus. Uh, They will continue to fight over who's going to rule over the other. Mm -hmm. And the only time they're going to make peace with each other is when the Lord Jesus comes and rules over both of them. Uh, Christian needs to be educated. Yeah. They need to read the Quran. They need to read the right translations, and they need to uh, come to the conclusion that uh, it, it's only a matter of time where it's going to be the turn for the Christians. Yeah. Uh, the funniest thing I've seen, and I've seen stories and stories, is uh, um, LGBTQ um, yeah. supporting uh, Hamas company supporting Hamas. <laughs> If they wanted to, uh, they they just need to live for one day in Hamas because they will won't they won't live another no, day. They won't live another day. Uh, the Quran the Quran talks about all the Muslim clerics agreed for for the execution of uh, of uh, homosexuals. They only defer on the way how they will be executed. Unbelievable. And uh, the number one common one that everybody agrees on is that they going to be thrown away from the highest building yeah. in the neighborhood. Yeah, uh, that's that that's ignorance, uh, and that's just uh, the heart of the heart of people and where they're at. Uh, how does I, your, I don't know what to tell you. How does your how do you respond, or how do you 
view these um, marches for Palestinians in the streets of America, in London, mass pro-Palestinian and even pro-Hamas, ra- uh, 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 what do you want to call them, R- rallies, uh, Chicago, uh, New York City, has, as a person who's made the trajectory the exact opposite way, which is out of that hateful ideology into the love of Jesus Christ, and then a, 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 a compassion and love for the Jews as a result of that transformation. How do you look at this, this slow turn of Western civilization to that side? Uh, it is shocking to me uh, when I've seen all the demonstrations uh, from uh, universities across the country. Uh, but this is where, this is where the, I think uh, his name is George Orwell said it very well. He says, I think there's going to come a time where when somebody speaks in truth mm-hmm. during a time of lies, uh, the people who speak the truth, it will be a revolution. It will yeah. be like something that it's I- I- impossible. Yeah. And that's what we see across this country. Whenever somebody speaks the truth, speaks uh, from uh, the original uh, manuscripts of uh, of Islam, uh, they just they there's there's this blindness, uh, and, and I think the only person that can heal that blindness is the revelation of Jesus. And yeah. uh, once person comes to know that that it will take care of the rest of it. It will. It took care for me. It, it healed me. It, it took away that hatred. And I think uh, what people need is that that healing. I think mm. they need to come to a healing and a eventual a relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah, well said. We'll end it there because that's the message. You nailed it. Um, we can get alarmed by these things. We should be informed about these things. And at the end of the day, our response is not to take up arms and fight, but our, our response yeah. is to take up the gospel and preach and love and share Jesus love our enemies in our own practical ways as individuals. Let the state do what the state's going to do. Individual Christians, time to love, time to reach out, time to pray. Let's pray for some conversions in the yeah. ranks of Amen. Hamas. Let's pray Amen. for some conversions amongst there the There has been. And there has happened. been. Yeah. The son of Hamas has converted, came to Christ, moved to the States. We're not supposed to know where he lives, but I kind of like met him at a, at a conference. Uh, so God, uh, we don't want to pray for the animal annihilation of gaza or of muslims we want to pray for god to uh, go deep and reach the hearts of both muslims and jews and heal them i think that's the one thing that we need to follow what the bible says pray for the peace of jerusalem yes amen and you you met that guy you met the hamas uh He had bodyguards. It was it was a conference that is not broadcasted. It's something that you get invited to. Yeah. Uh, and I heard him speak. It was uh, it was pretty powerful. Wow. What, what year was that? It was uh, 2000 and, uh, maybe 2010, 2011. Wow. It was in the uh, West Coast. Uh, the gospel it was works. in Pas- Pasadena, California. Yeah. That, the gospel works. Yes. The, the gospel is effective and only God can heal and reach and bring peace because he's the prince of peace. You know what? I want you to pray with us. Can you pray with us? We don't do this usually on the deep end. I want you to pray for peace. Let's pray for salvation to come to members of Hamas, uh, Jewish people as well, and the gospel will take root in their hearts. Would you pray for us on the deep end tonight? Yes, my pleasure. So Father God, we just come to you, Lord. We acknowledge that we are broken and sinful people, Lord. 
But we acknowledge your glory, Lord. We acknowledge that you are the Lord over all things, Father. Mm. And you have a heart for Jerusalem. You have a heart for uh, Israel. You have a heart for the Palestinians, Lord. And we just come against any spirit that is not from you, Lord, that is causing this chaos. We come against the spirit of Hamas. We pray that the Holy Spirit will reach deep down the hearts mm in the deeper deeper parts of souls of the uh, Hamas leaders of the Palestinians, Lord, so that they may know that you are good, Lord, that you are alive and you love them. We pray, Lord, for salvations of the is, uh, Israel, uh, for the Jews. We pray for salvation for Muslims yes. even right now in the power frame, powerful name of Jesus. Yes. Lord, we've known of your salvations. You have done it in the past. You're doing it now, and you will continue to do it, Lord, even after this uh, this horrific uh, um, uh, happenings uh, will be gone. So, Lord, we just pray, Lord, that your mighty hand right now will touch the souls of the people, Lord, in Gaza, in the West Bank, Lord, in mm. all over Israel. We mm. pray this in the powerful and mighty name of Jesus, Lord. And we can't wait to see mm. what you're about to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Mehdi, thank you so much. That was amazing, a powerful interview and a powerful story. Uh, thanks for being on the deep end. God bless. My pleasure. God bless you. Amen. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Mehdi, for joining me on the channel. Great stuff, really. And he's not alone. And who he mentions there is not alone in terms of Jesus changing the lives of Islamic terrorists. I do want to do a segment of really good news to end this show on. So, and I got another example of somebody coming to Christ from a terrorist background. Let's do it. Really, really, really good. That's really good news. It's good. So CBN News had this former Hezbollah terrorist on to talk about his conversion to Jesus, Jesus miraculously showing up in his room as he's praying to Allah and uh, showing him the way, the truth, and the life. And it's just a beautiful testimony, and I want to just play it for you here because he kind of does what Mehdi did, and he unpacks the inherent hatred in Muslims for Jews and a lot of people. Watch. When an Iranian ex-Hezbollah shows up in Israel, everyone wants to know why I'm here. You were born in Iran. Correct. You were a Hezbollah fighter for three years. Correct. I was on my way to United States to convert Christians into Islam. And um, I had 30 illegal passports at that time. <laughs> Coming to America with 30 illegal passports to convert Christians to Islam. Please tell me who the colonizers are. Okay, continue. I was arrested, uh, put in jail in Malaysia. I was a dedicated Muslim. Not only prayed the prayers, but I read the Quran once every 10 days, cover to cover. So I was very dedicated. In my time in jail, uh, one day as I'm praying, a man appears in front of me, normal size but his being shines like light. Mm. And this light was not a normal light. This light carried identity in it. You knew that he is holy mm. and he is just. Mm. And instantaneous, I knew I am not. Even though I had prayed so many prayers, even though I had fasted so much and I had read the Quran and I had volunteered to walk on landmines, I had participated in hanging people trying to please Allah. 
I knew, even though I have kept all the rules and regulation of Islam, I knew I'm not just. Yeah, Islam is not a peaceful religion. Out of, the, out of his own testimony, hanging people, ready to walk on mines. Where are mines? In war zones. Why war zones? Because you are propagating your beliefs, forcing your beliefs upon other people. Get the facts, people. And I'm not holy. And I knew the only just thing for him to do is to kill me. But I didn't want to die. So I ran to the corner of the room, literally held my head in my arms and just cried out shouting, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. And I didn't think he will forgive me because he is just. Till I felt a touch on my left shoulder. And he said, I forgive you. Mm. And I felt a weight just lifted off me. Praise God. And I, I, I knew I'm forgiven, but I don't know how. And I was confused. I was like, okay, I don't understand. Only God can forgive. You just forgave me. You are God. But you are a different God than the one I have studied about. The God of Islam and the God of Christianity are not the same. Please teach your kids that. Please believe that. Case in point. And notice also his heart, the need for forgiveness. He knew he needed forgiveness. How? He met the holiness of Christ. <sighs> this is not Allah. So who are you that forgives me and I feel forgiven today? And he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I thought, that's very powerful. It means a lot because as a Muslim, you pray, show me the straight path kind of thing. And so the way is a direction. Truth is something you measure. Life is a source. But he claims to be all those three. I never thought the way is a person. Preach. The truth is a person. Amen. And life is a person, and yes. all of them is the same person. Mm. So I said, I don't understand. What is your name? And said, Jesus Christ. And someone grabbed all my bones out of my body. I just fell like a piece of meat to the ground, and I just began to weep. He cries now. He cries now. What changed after that? How beautiful. It's like, you know, being colorblind. And then suddenly you see colors again. And you realize the world is so much more beautiful than you ever thought. If you ask me what made the world so colorless, it's the hatred, the anger that is in the heart of every Muslim. I mean, I, people say, why did you hate the Jews? This is good. Listen. I had never met a Jew. But I thought Hitler was a good man for doing what he did. He just didn't finish the job. I don't know why I hated them. No Jew had ever done anything bad to me. God didn't design us to hate. Didn't design us to want to see someone dead. He did not design us for these things. These are design of Satan. Yes. How do you think killing the people that God gave them this land to is going to please Allah? The God of heaven, the God of Abraham and Moses, 
the God of their prophets, like Jesus, is not a God that celebrates when Jews are killed. In early October... Uh, you can go and watch the rest of the video yourself. It is just amazing. What a powerful testimony. And it just bears witness to the fact that there is still a hunger for truth. Even a Hezbollah militant meeting Jesus knows that deep down inside he needs forgiveness, he needs truth, he needs the Bible, he needs the Word of God, which brings me more really good news um, to lead into to tomorrow night, our deep dive study. There is a new research out from the State of the Bible report, according to the American Bible Society, more than half of Americans want to read the Bible more. And uh, this shows that 52% of Americans say they wish they uh, read the Bible more. Meanwhile, 14% of Americans say they increased their Bible use in the past year. There is... At the same time, all of these horrible things happening in our world, that I think there is an undercurrent, and I've been saying this a lot on the channel lately, but there's an undercurrent of revival and awakening in the Church of Jesus Christ in, in this country, because this country is the last blessed hope for the church to go out and change the world and transform the world. It's the richest country. It's got the most Christians. It's got the densest Christian population. It's, I know it's a terrible country in many, many ways in terms of our moral decline and moral slide, but at the end of the day, Please, God, help America come back to you so that we can bring you to the world. That is my prayer, and it should be your prayer, too. And if you want to read more of the Bible with me, join me for the deep dive tomorrow night as we continue through the Torah. We will cover, finally, the first, at least the first four Ten Commandments. Check out the website, timhatchlive.com, for gear and wear. And then if you would be so kind as to support this content through the Cash App, Tim Hatch Live. A lot of new uh, supporters out there. We need you. Thank you for supporting it. Uh, there are bills to pay for this content. Uh, big team to pay and help out with this content. I don't make money off of this um, uh, organization. This is Tim Hatch Live is its own thing, and we have some research people who we help out and pay to get this content to you. We also support the Project Rescue and Project Rescue and the American Bible Society. So 10% of all that you give goes to Project Rescue. 10% of all that you give goes to the American Bible Society, and I am very, very happy about that. If you did not see last week's content, click here and make sure that you catch up because we're going to provide you all the news that you need to know as a Christian in the midst of this incredible moment of history. We pray for peace, but we also ask for truth. And that is my heart for you. God bless you. I hope to see you tomorrow night on The Deep Dive. Take care.